What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. What's up, guys? Today, we're talking all about music, songs, tracks, whatever you want to call them, audio for your projects. Um, For some of you guys, you could be doing commercial work. You could be doing music videos. Obviously, that doesn't really play into this that much, but, you know, commercial work, um, you know, weddings, obviously, and any anything that even like slideshows, if you're creating slideshows for like um, for your wedding clients that are for photography, you you know, a lot of people do slideshows. So you can just like we can talk about the tracks that kind of complement like your style of photography as well. But that's what we're talking about in today's episode is basically how I am choosing um, the music for all my projects and more so specifically for my wedding film. So let's hop right into it. There's definitely, um, I think, more misconception about music, I think, than people realize. I think a lot of times I can't tell you how often, you know, I book a couple and they're like, oh, we'd love to have Ed Sheeran perfect, like in an ideal world, like, okay, like, yeah, like you can probably do that and get away with it. But in the, let's say the small percent chance, like if you're just using, you know, if you're making a wedding film for your neighbor down the street that doesn't even have an Instagram or YouTube or any social presence, like, okay, like you probably will be fine getting away with it. It's, is it wrong still? Yes, technically it's against the law and it is. Um, But if that video just so happens to blow up and get, you know, 5 million views, 5 billion views, let's even pretend the odds of that are so low on wedding films. But, you know, for example, the Bachelor people, the people that got married, um, that, that got together from The Bachelor, I guarantee you the videographers didn't use songs that they didn't license. Um, and you can use Ed Sheeran, you're just going to have to pay for that. And, you know, those licensing costs can run, you know, pretty high up. Um, but basically how I'm choosing my wedding films is I use three um, platforms. I'm going to pull them up right now for picking music and licensing it through. So I use Artlist, um, which is a very popular popular one on YouTube. A lot of YouTubers are using that. I use um, Soundstripe, Musicbed, and I'm also thinking about picking up um, Epidemic Sound. There isn't much. So basically what these platforms are, guys, let me just jump into that first, is it is for creators, music creators um, that want to publish their music, but maybe aren't on the point where they could only just make 100% of their living from like iTunes or Spotify and stuff like that. Um, so basically what they do is they create music, soundtracks, you know, stuff with vocals, stuff without vocals for these platforms. And I believe they get paid per download. I don't think, I think if the more popular a song is, the more people, the more they get paid. I don't really know exactly. I'm actually honestly curious to know, um, just because, you know, to make sure that, you know, I'm getting it and it's benefiting that artist rather than just that whole company as a whole. But basically, these are the three platforms that I use on a regular basis for every single one of my wedding films and choosing the music. And it's amazing because they all, they both, I don't, I don't see much carryover. So some people are like, I get asked this all the time, like, why do you have all three and even potentially thinking about a fourth? And honestly, it's just because I don't see much carryover. I don't really see here and there. I'll see a track that's on Epidemic Sound or like um, Artlist that's also on Soundstripe. Like I don't see much carryover. So some months like, you know, and I'm checking, I'll get into like a quick tip here, but I'm, I am checking the, the tracks here, 
even during my slow season. So like June, July here in Florida, it's very, very hot. Um, August still kind of hot. And I'm obviously not really editing a lot of wedding films during that time. But I'll still just, you know, periodically just check in there. Or even if like I'm doing like admin background work, I will just play like their wedding playlist. And if like one, like I hear one, I'm like, wow, like that is a really nice track. I will save it for like a future wedding film. Um, what's cool is in pretty much all of these, you can create like playlists and you can just name the playlist like, you know, slow ambient or slow build, you know, wedding song for building before pre-reception or something like that. Or you could build like reception only wedding songs. You know what I mean? You could just build a playlist. I'm currently not reusing music. So basically once I use a track once and I publish it on YouTube or my website, I will not use it again. If I have a client that's like, I really don't want our stuff shared anywhere. I just want to be able to watch it ourselves. Please don't share it. And that's part of like in our contract. Then yeah, I might reuse that song again because no one I know besides them will ever see that 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 wedding film with that song. Um, so these are just four of the platforms I use. I know there's a few more. Musicbed is definitely the most... Um, I would say expensive out of all of them. To run down pricing really quick, Musicbed for just YouTube, it's like if you're just making personal projects for YouTube, it's cheap, nine bucks a month. If you're doing like um, nonprofit stuff for like schools, church, and then obviously also YouTube, again, nine bucks or 19 bucks a month. Um, if you're doing weddings though, you're looking at $59 a month. So that's for like live event, film and photo. And then obviously they just have the business plan, which is pretty much everything related to freelance with the exception of TV and like broadcasting commercials. That one you're looking at $89 a month. Um, for Soundstripe, you are looking at, let me pull it up here. Um, so this one is actually pretty cheap. So I pay for the standard. It's $135 a year. You really can't beat that, guys. Um, they have sound effects too. Um, that you can switch to their premium, um, and the premium will include all the sound effects, which I believe is two forty-five a year. So you're looking at about a hundred bucks more. But sometimes it's nice to be able to just go into their search catalog and search for sound effects rather than like you know dumb deep on like the ninetieth page of YouTube trying to find a good sound effect. You know, so it can get kind of tedious. Um, for Artless, Artless is really effective. It's one ninety-nine for the year, so a little bit more than Soundstripe. But I will say I find myself using Soundstripe and Musicbed the most. I don't use a crazy amount of art list, um, but again, it's just good to have that option. And if it's cheap, you think about it per film, you're probably paying like five or 10 bucks on average per film if you're doing like, I say maybe 15 bucks, if you're doing 20 films a year, you're paying 10 bucks per film, you know, for just one. So 30 bucks per film. So just eh, work that into your, your cost for your wedding videos and it'll just kind of like balance itself out. So let's dive straight into how I'm choosing the music process. So before the wedding, I am, I have constant, like many times where I'm communicating with the clients, you know, it could be creating the timeline, it could be grabbing lunch, it could be meeting up for like a save the date video or an engagement session, anything. Um, and I'm kind of just taking notes and mentally, and also maybe even physically within their portal on my CRM on like who they are as people, like what is their personality? Are they very quirky and funny or are they very like emotional and laid back? Are they very faith bearing or like what things about their traits kind of resonate with music that you could pick, you know? So if they're constantly laughing and dancing, like you can't get these two to like stop dancing during the reception. And like, it's just a rager during the reception. You're probably going to like pick more of a like upbeat, higher tempo dance type song for that time, you know, but if it's a very emotional day, everybody's crying, everybody's whining. Like you might want to pick something that's more on the emotional side. It just kind of, it varies, but so how the pre goes is basically how the pre goes. So basically I'm communicating with them, meeting up with them, and I'm taking mental notes or hard notes on like who they are as people. 
And then before, around two months before, I send them a questionnaire to start planning out the timeline and stuff. And in that questionnaire, I have three songs. Um, please give me three songs, bride and groom, that you both love. Like three songs you would love to hear in your wedding video. That don't doesn't matter the artist. Just give me three songs. And then I also say, give me one song you absolutely don't want in your wedding video. This I really don't use the information crazy amount. But if they both pick like a very high up like tempo beat style song, then I maybe would use that information to kind of avoid that. And then after that, I, I write all this in my notes and all of it is in a um, Excel spreadsheet for the music. So each one, each client has their own like music spreadsheet. And then what I do is on the wedding day, I am taking literal notes in my phone. So like literal notes in my phone of like how the day was like, like what was the vibe? Was it a very like laughing, dancing type of day? Or was it like a very emotional crying type of day and you just kind of take those notes into your phone so you can have all of this stuff to read before you go into selecting the music um and that's just the biggest part that's the all the pre-concept stuff i want to take a quick break really guys and just shout out my youtube channel i just posted a new video about how i acoustically treated my office and that's kind of why my podcast is sounding a little bit better at least i hope it is <laughs> lol um but definitely go down to the link in the show notes to access that video i'm pretty much uploading every single week now um i want to start doing more like um like a watch the podcast type thing because i do i feel like i do a lot of clicking on my screen to like see but definitely head on to the show notes to see a really cool video on how i acoustically treated the office all right, let's get back into it. Okay, so after the wedding day, and it's time for me to edit the film, um, I will go back and I will pretty much reread everything. Like any notes I took during the engagement session or save the date video session, um, I'll reread anything about the wedding day, and I will start to work my way down um, in basically creating a playlist on each one of these platforms to find the best song. So I'll listen to all the songs they they put in their questionnaire. So all three of them from each. So six songs, I'll listen to them and I'll take notes for each. So I'll write the title of the song. So if it's Ed Sheeran, perfect, you know, I'll write like very piano-y, not much build, um, um, obviously heavy in vocals. And I will kind of just take those notes on the songs and then read those before I'm like clicking and listening to tracks within my editing or within the licensing software. Um, now, the one thing with this is it's weird is if you have a day where you have a lot of dialogue, so you have, you know, letter reading, vows, maybe really good speech from the bride's uh, maid of honor or the groom's um, best man, then you, I mean, for me, how I edit, I want a lot of my films to um, kind of convey that, kind of tell the story of the couple rather than focusing on just like that wedding day specifically. So if they're talking about the couple, talking about their relationship, talking about why they love each other, talking about like their first date or something, I want everybody to hear that in the wedding film. It evokes emotion. Um, it lets you relate with them. And I put emphasis on that first before music for sure. So I'll never cut out really good dialogue that tells me about the couple just so I can use a track that has vocals. Um, and a lot of times what ends up happening is I really end up only using one track that has vocals and then like two to four tracks that are just um, acoustic or instrumentals. I believe you can use instrumentals from like popular songs like Ed Sheeran Perfect. I don't know why I keep giving that as an example, guys. Um, but I think you can, but I think that there's still some wiggle room because the guy that you know made the beat, you still didn't license the beat technically, but you won't get flagged on YouTube, I think. Yeah, I think you'll get flagged on YouTube, but if that video does go viral, the guy that made the beat, 
I think he could still sue you. So definitely think, look into that more. Don't take my advice on that. But basically, I am making sure I'm putting the dialogue of the day first, and then I am emphasizing the um, the music. So within all of these platforms, after I've taken all the pre-notes, notes from the wedding, notes from the music, I will look at all that and I say, okay, I want to have at least one song that is very piano-driven or at least one song that is very violin-driven. I want to, if it was an emotional day, maybe I want a, a love song that talks about emotions. Maybe, you know, if it was a happy, fun, dancey day, I want a love song that's like has emotional lyrics, but also is to an upbeat instrumental type type beat um, and kind of like go from there. So for me, I think I overanalyze this process like definitely a little bit. I think that... Um, you know, my a few people in my life always said like one of the things I've heard most people say it's like one of the things that makes a wedding film, in their opinion, is is the music, is that stuff behind the amazing visuals because sound is is crucial, guys. It, it's so important, and with utilizing good music, good dialogue, and little sound design within wedding films, you know wind noises, birds chirping, um, water trickling, if you're showing like a water fountain or something like that, like all that stuff together just makes for a really good high cinematic film. So basically, I'm going to go in the back end here of Artless and Soundstripe, two of my favorites in Musicbed, and kind of show you how you can, um, you can, you know, navigate through this stuff. So basically within, I wish one of these, these platforms had a feature where you can upload a song and it will like scan the cadence and maybe even the rhythm and kind of give you recommendations on that. Um, doesn't really do that. It'll do it based off tracks that you've picked within their software, I think, like songs like this. So I feel like they could do that for maybe um, like how I just said, but it's probably just going based off the tag. So what's really cool is in Artlist, they have a section called Video Theme. So they have pre precursored um, albums here, obviously. So you can click Weddings and then you can kind of go within that and work your way down of choosing like the genre. Do you want like hip hop? Do you want funk? Do you want country? Acoustic? Like acoustic is one I, I pick a lot. Ambience one I pick a lot. Um, um, you know, cinematic is one I pick a lot. And you can filter things down based off this. So based off of the type of genre. Um, you can also do the mood. The mood is huge for me because if it was a funny day, I might click funny. And it's not necessarily referencing to the lyrics in the song. It's more so the artist saying like, you know, they feel it's like this or Artlist feels it's like this. You know, there's dramatic, there's peaceful, um, sexy, which I think would be an interesting in a wedding film. Um, and there's obviously love. Um, you know, you can put love down and majority of their, you know, playlists are curated off of this mood. Um, Soundstripe is kind of the same way. You can pick your mood, pick the genre. You can even filter down to pace. And I believe you can do that with um, with Artlist too. It's just a little bit I feel like their user interface isn't nearly as good as, as Soundstripe. So if you're wanting something more simpler to pick your, your music for your projects, definitely check out Soundstripe. I will have links to all of these. You get additional free months and, and weeks if you use the links down below. I think I get free weeks too. Um, but basically, you can filter down to the instrument, even the artist name if you wanted. Um, you can filter down to if it has vocals or no vocals. And here's my favorite feature about all these sites is when you're downloading and licensing licensing these tracks you get the option to not only license the one with the the, the vocals but you can also license the same track with the with the instrumental so in your edit if you're like oh this time i want to enter in the you know the vows here you can you know equalize that audio to where basically the instrumental will be playing instead of the vocal and then you know balance it back out if you want more vocals on one side so it's just really cool having that flexibility and honestly guys like once i find the music 
I don't like I don't want to say I don't stick to it. Like if I start editing and I feel like the direction of the video is portraying the couple really well and I put the music tracks into my editing software, which is Premiere Pro, and I don't feel like it jives while I'm actually editing, I will re I'll research and re analyze my notes and kind of like look for something else you know don't ever be content and just trying to pick the first five songs that pop up in the playlist or like filtering like wedding and then searching you know most popular or most downloaded like just because it's downloaded a bunch of times like yes it could be a good track but it may not be centralized to your couple and honestly it's you're not going to stand out as much because if 500,000 wedding videographers use the same exact track I can't tell you how many times I found some amazing tracks that literally aren't even in the playlist for weddings on a lot of these websites. And I was like, holy crap, this is such a good find. You know, so definitely put more time into searching for music because it's a game changer in your film. If you have good visuals and combine that with amazing dialogue and literally beautiful music, you can't go wrong there. You're going to create a cinematic edit that your couple is going to absolutely love and it's, it's going to get a lot of viewership and people are going to notice it on your website. And that's one thing I'm really, really pushing hard for in 2020 is paying attention to the very small details of wedding filmmaking, not overlooking those things. Because once you overlook, you know, you know, I see, like I referenced in my Instagram stories, and if you're not following me there, plug Instagram, Lens Culture Photography. Um, but in my Instagram stories, I, I said something in there the other day and I was like, a lot of videographers will just, you know, do their cinematic edit and it might take a long time. And at the end, they're like, okay, I have to color grade now. And they just slap, slap a LUT on and, you know, put the intensity down to 60 and they, they're done, you know, take the time to literally go clip by clip, color correct everything, and then put your LUT on and then even grade on top of that to get that final look that you're actually going for. You know, I want to do a whole episode on color grading, so I won't get too much into it now. And this episode is all about music, but honestly, guys, with this method, I have, with at least my last, like, 10 films, I've been really proud of my music choice. Um, I found that I used to not want to use lyrics because I felt like it, t- it took away from the, um, the the dialogue of the day, but if you're using it in selective portions and the highest, the best part of those lyrics, you know, it really just kind of, like, is a punch in the face of like how emotional and how meaningful that day is to that couple so yeah guys sorry to take up a a decent amount of your time today talking about how to pick a track but if you enjoyed this podcast episode please do me a a real cool solid here leave me a review on whatever you're listening to your podcast on once i get 10 reviews on apple Podcasts or spotify podcast i'm gonna do a 50 dollars amazon gift card giveaway so if you're listening to this right now head down to the show notes leave a review on whatever app you're listening to and once we get 10 i'm gonna do a giveaway for a 50 dollars amazon gift card so if you want to be a part of that leave a review leave a review below but thank you guys so much for tuning in today i'll talk to you guys next week on next week's episode um head over to my youtube channel like i said uploading once a week and i, I have a behind the scenes from an engagement session coming out soon I'm doing a um, basically a video on this topic as well. So definitely head over to the show notes and check out my YouTube channel. Have a great week, guys. Peace.